Coming up, is Daniel Jones droppable? Does Lamar Jackson get back on track? Can Alvin Kamara win you your league? All this and more as we recap week three and look forward to week four. Welcome into the show. I am your host, Andrew, and you can find me on X at Andrew underscore Fringe. With me tonight, also, Memo and Luis. Memo, tell the people where they can find you. Hello, everybody. You guys can find me on X at Charger Mems. Luis. What's up, guys? You guys can find me on X as well. Uh, Luis underscore Cuevas FF is going to be my Twitter handle or X handle, as you would say now on x all right guys (laughs) let's go game by game okay we're gonna start with the new york giants at san francisco san francisco put hurting on them 30 to 12 what we started this show with is daniel jones droppable let's give you the stat line real quick he went 22 for 32 137 yards zero touchdowns and a pick 3.98 fantasy points guys He's down to quarterback 22. Jeez. I would say that uh, I don't know if he's completely droppable. Definitely not touching my starting spot at all. But if less that there's other better options out there, I mean, Daniel Jones still has running capability as well. Um, as far as what I'm concerned about is the pass catchers in New York. So if they do get down, who does he trust to throw the ball to? Is he going to really rack up that many yards? I don't know. He's definitely not going to be a starter in my book. Not in my not in my roster. Well, if you if you look at Daniel Jones, I mean, he he's he's going to be very productive because like you said Memo, his running ability is what keeps him afloat in fantasy, right? Uh he plays he plays the Seattle Seahawks defense this week Monday night. If you're a team who had Derek Carr, you know, who is dealing with a joint sprain in his shoulder. Um, if you also have Jimmy G, who who's dealing with, who's in concussion protocol, I would play I would play Daniel Jones over, you know, over guys like Andy Dalton. I will play him over possibly CJ Stroud. I like the matchup Monday night. So I don't think you can completely just throw him, throw him off the ship and call it a day, right? He He's still going to be very valuable in fantasy. I wouldn't just completely kick him off the ship. So what I'm hearing from you guys is that Daniel Jones is going to be in your starting lineup if the matchup is right. But if he's going up against a tough defense like the 49ers, sit him. He's definitely... Go ahead, Memo. In my opinion, I mean, it's not that he's going to be in my lineup, um, depending on what my options at quarterback are. but. I just, I can't see, I can't start him with confidence and think that I'm going to be able to possibly get 20 points out of Daniel Jones on a weekly basis. Um, I don't think they have the firepower on offense. And without Saquon Barkley right there, it's, it's just, in my opinion, just makes it even worse. I don't think he's completely droppable. I still have to see a couple of weeks, see what he looks like as he in, eases in into this offense. Without Saquon Barkley, um, but he's definitely not not going to be anywhere near my my starter spot. Definitely keep him on the bench for for the next couple of weeks, depending on what my options are. I All agree. Right, so- he's he's definitely rosterable, but um, if you if you're looking to have a quarterback who's dealing with a weak bye later on in the season, he does play the the Las Vegas Raiders week nine, so that's a that's a sweet favorable matchup for him. So I wouldn't necessarily just throw him to the waivers. All right, Darren Waller, are we moving on? We trying to offload this guy? No, not yet. He he's getting his feet wet. He didn't play much in the preseason. So Darren Waller is averaging about seven targets a game too, and he is attached to Daniel Jones. If we're sticking into the offense, I I say give it some time, give it a week or two, and then see what options you have on the waivers. Right now, he's just too good. His name is too big for him just to be absolutely dropped. I mean, he's still a talented player, and let's not forget, guys. It is the tight end position. So how many valuable starters do you really have at tight end where you can sit him 
or that player for Darren Waller. There's I not too many. Yeah, there's, there's not too many options out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so unless you have a Kelsey or Andrews or somebody who's going to actually get a little bit more work than uh, Darren Waller, maybe a Sam Laporta. But as of right now, there's not too many other tight ends that I would put in front of Waller with with the target share that he commands in that offense. Yeah, and Darren Waller had a lot of hype coming into this year. He has that name recognition. And so I have a friend that's 0-3 right now. Would you possibly move on from Darren Waller just based on that name recognition, the hype that was going in, to try and just boost your team? I just, I don't think you have, you'll get enough back to even make that 0-3 roster better because of how low he's producing right now. So his value would, ain't going to bring back anything based off name production, right? There's other guys on the waiver you can get who who are may, maybe a better option because of the productivity. Sam Laporte is a steal. Um, you get Hunter Henry's a waiver wire, and he's possibly the number one or two tight end right now. So there, it's not necessarily you dump Waller. Because you're 0-3, you have to keep him for that reason. Is because you're 0-3 and you're not going to get nothing for his value right now because it's so I, low. I I completely agree with Luis on this one. Um, I don't think you sell him. Reason being right now is because his value is so low. And what can you really get back in return for Darren Waller right now at this moment in time? If if I would tell your friend um, with that 0-3 team, wait until Waller possibly has a better game or he looks good and then try to sell him off after a pretty good game or a nice little monster game where he catches a touchdown. Okay. All right. Um, Brock Purdy, he's the real deal, guys. We we have to, Definitely. no matter how much yeah. I dislike Brock Purdy, I already conceded he's a good enough quarterback to take this team far. If you Against see, the if you... Giants, 25 of 37 for 310 yards and two touchdowns. 20 fantasy points from a guy you were able to pick off of waivers. But he's a Kyle Shanahan guy, right? He's not too flashy. He's not too he's not a a, a big name guy. He he's the perfect quarterback for that system. Just like Jimmy Garoppolo was, just like Matt Ryan was in Atlanta, like Kirk Cousin was in Washington. Brock Purdy is going to be fantasy relevant as long as he's attached to a Kyle Shanahan ran offense. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I yeah, I I believe Brock Purdy is borderline startable for the rest of the year um they have a lot of weapons in san francisco i mean he really doesn't have to do much he can hand it off to mccaffrey he can throw short to debo or kittle he can play action pass throw a little bit further down the field to Ayuk. i mean he just has a plethora of of options on offense and he can be a nice little stash and on little sneaky start for on a week-to-week basis as well um, definitely was wrong on Brock Purdy this year, um, for sure. Yeah, he's he's a he's a middle middle of the pack quarterback. I don't think he's gonna be QB one. He he probably won't have a QB one finish this year because he the, he's not that type of, of volume thrower, right? You know, like like you did say, Memo. They have Christian McCaffrey who they can just feed the ball fifteen to twenty times. They have Mitchell oh, yeah. who can come in and get another eight eight carries, and they have you know that stellar offense of gurus on on that on that side of the ball so necessarily they won't ever have to lean on brock purdy i i think he's just he's very serviceable he's probably going to be a top 15 quarterback rest of season oh for sure and with a defense like that how much how much would you really have to really throw and and work and go downfield like that that that, that defense is going to get him the ball in good positions as well Right, so it makes it easier. Is, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it makes it sure. way easier for him to be a game manager in a sense of having to put a team on his back and, and carry them through a win, which I don't really see that happening much. All right, guys, the Gardner, Minshew, Indianapolis Colts take out Baltimore 22-19. to 19. We don't really have to talk about Gardner Minshew because he's irrelevant for most of the season. Anthony Richardson should be back. But Zach Moss, guys. 122 yards on 30 carries again. 22.5 fantasy points. Can we trust him all season? Man, I I mean right now he's showing us that he can be trusted in the in the in the short term just until Jonathan Taylor 
gets back. I don't know what the situation in Indy is with Jonathan Taylor right now. We're getting reports from everywhere. We're getting reports from Indy that they don't want to pay him long term. And then we're getting reports from Jonathan Taylor's camp saying that they don't really want to play for Indy anymore. So if you have Zach Moss right now, I would feel confident in possibly keeping him and not trying to trade him away. This man has been showing that he can, and, and the Ravens are not just any little run defense. The Ravens actually are a good run defense. And to to have 122 yards and two receptions for 23 yards with a receiving touchdown, I mean, that's 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 pretty impressive, especially for Indianapolis. I didn't see this one coming, guys. I, I, I definitely did not see Indianapolis uh, upsetting Baltimore at home. Well, I li- I like the 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 call on Zach Moss, right? So the Indianapolis Colts went out and and they cut Deion Jackson, so they, they that they showed some type of, you know, trust in Zach Moss. Well, Jonathan Taylor is not there. I think the keys are his until the presumable future. If Jonathan Taylor does come back to the Colts, and if he doesn't, well, you know, you probably have a league winner in Zach Moss. I think the offense is is built for his play style. I think Ad- Anthony Richardson coming back healthy is also going to help that offense. I think what, no, it don't even matter what running back is back there. I think they are going to be effective, and Zach Moss is showing that right now. And he's probably going to be a top top twelve play moving forward, unless Jonathan Taylor comes in and takes over the role, which I I don't see it. The Colts, they, it's such an ugly relationship between Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. I, I would not be surprised if he gets traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I I am a an aggressive fantasy player, so I'm actually buying <clears throat> Zach Moss right now. For sure, for sure. I know that the uh, Zach Moss owner is worried about what could happen, and I could be left holding the bag with nothing in it because we all know Jonathan Taylor is way better than Zach Moss. But right. I don't actually believe Jonathan Taylor is going to play for the Indianapolis Colts again. I really don't. So I'm going out and I'm, I'm trying to pry that from that owner. Because yeah, I, and- I play to win. You got to make, right. you yeah. have to make aggressive calls. For, for sure, Andrew. And, and another thing you can, what you can tell the, the, the Zach Moss owner is Jonathan Taylor, regardless of what happens, has to come back by week eight. So he can't come to uh, in, in order for him to accumulate a year of playing time this year, he has to come back by week eight. So you can tell the 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 Zach Moss owner that and possibly get him on the cheap right now if you can. Because even if you get Moss and you still have Taylor and Taylor gets traded somewhere else, now you got two RB1s possibly. So I I, I think it, it it really is a good strategy to to go out right now and, and probably try to pry away Zach Moss from that from that fantasy team right now. So when it Mike, comes to, to to Zach Moss, do you would you be willing to trade him for a Kyron Williams in Los Angeles? A Raheem Mostart who just exploded last week? I mean what what category are you looking to get for a Zach Moss if you are the Kyron Williams owner, if you are the Raheem Mostart owner, if you're a James Conner owner, wh- where do you put him? What category are you putting Zach Moss in? What tier De- does he fit? Definitely not a Mostart right now because I believe that you can sell Mostart for a lot more than what Zach Moss's name at least would get you. Maybe not the production at the moment, but definitely not Mostart. I would look maybe like a Jerome Ford. And I don't know about a Kyron Williams because I think Kyron Williams is a three down back for Los Angeles. Unless like my, my co-host host right here, Andrew said, or I believe it was you, Luis, right? Said that uh, Jonathan Taylor might get traded to, to the Rams. Right. Yeah. I, that's what I think is a strong possibility because of the fact of them not being able. I don't know if you can trust Kyron Williams 17 games. We don't if know. That- he, this is a second year guy. If that's the case, then I can maybe see Kyron Williams, definitely a Jerome Ford around that area, uh, but definitely not Raheem Mostert. Mostert can get me a lot more. I can, I can get, I can give away Mostert and get almost any other running back that I want, not named McCaffrey or possibly maybe Tony Pollard. Quick side note, boys: Is Lamar Jackson back? Twenty-eight fantasy points, fourteen fourteen attempts for one hundred one yards. Is he back? Do we have Lamar Jackson back in fantasy? That was a rough game, to be honest. Um, Lamar Jackson, I thought, 
I thought this offense was going to be airing it out a lot more than they have. He got there by rushing. 101 yards and two rushing touchdowns. That's what saved him. So, and that's why you take Lamar Jackson so high in your fantasy league, right? Is because of that rushing upside, because of what it can get you. So, yes, I still believe in Lamar Jackson going forward. I have no, no, no negative feelings towards Lamar Jackson. I just, I want to see this offense really open up like we were promised. That's what I was going to come in with next. I was going to ask, we were promised uh, a a three wide receiver set and, and a lot more throwing downfield and and things like that. Are you guys disappointed in what you guys have seen from Baltimore's uh, side at the moment? I I mean I'm I'm disappointed more in the fact of uh, Mark Andrews and where his ADP had him going this year. He is not producing at all. He's being out targeted by uh, Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers, who is a rookie. So it's kind of it's kind of concerning if you're a Mark Andrews owner. With his the lack of productivity that he's putting on the field, seven, seven fantasy points is not enough for someone who you've taken that high. Something's got to give, and and the lack of creativity that the offense is putting up, putting out on film, it's very concerning as well. Has he lost that number one target? Is it is it possible that it's Mark Andrews one week and Zay Flowers another? It's trending in that direction. Yes, I believe so. Who is a safety blanket? Is it, is it Mark Andrews now, or 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 is it is it the rookie Zay Flowers who, how Luis is saying? I mean, is out targeting him. You would you would think it's Mark Andrews. It's been Mark Andrews for years, but some th- there's been a shift in, in the direction that they're going, and it's not favoring guys like Mark Andrews. If you took a, a shot at Zay Flowers, he is a top thirty wide receiver. He is playing better than Mark Andrews, and it, and it's showing. Week in and week out, his target share is going up from week one to week four. I mean, his target share week one was twenty, it was seventeen. Week two, it was nineteen. Week three, it was twenty-eight. It's going up week and week, every week. So, Mark Andrews, I would be looking to get out of get out of that offense. It's you know we're talking about Darren Waller. The lack of the tight end position this year is not. It's it's very concerning. Mark yeah, Andrews can flip so quick though. One week. It flips. He goes for, say, 77 yards and a touchdown. Then we're back on Mark Andrews because the tight end position is so weak, right? Definitely. And if, and if, he, doesn't, if he doesn't shift, then you're stuck with the, with the bust in the third round, right? <laughs> Definitely. But as far as, like, like Andrew was saying, I mean, the tight end position is so scarce right now. There's really not that many players that you can start with confidence like you can with a Waller, an Andrew, or a Kelsey. And and that's where we say of trading him off, it, it would be, to me, it's more about security. So that's why I would I would try to hold on to Mark Andrews and hopefully he can turn this thing around, fellas. Yeah, I'm with you. Time, I'm not, I'm not will, getting rid of him. I'm tell. not going to sell low on Mark Andrews, but I am dropping Rashad Bateman. What say you? I Definitely. agree. He's he's on the waivers, and so is Devin Duvernay. Both of those guys can 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 kick rocks. <laughs> Definitely, guys. What one quick question though? As far as the running backs in in there in Baltimore, are are you guys trusting any of those those running backs? Not at all. I'm looking. I'm looking to get guys off the waivers at this point over those over any running back that's there. Malvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards is dealing with an injury. Yeah, I'm, I am. That is a stay away backfield for me. I'm waiting for the GM to get on the phone and be like, "I know we have our differences, Indianapolis, but what 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 can we do for Jonathan Taylor?" Oh, oh man. In you're going, oh, you're man. going, you're going throwback there, Andrew. I see what you did there. Oh yeah, definitely, huh? <laughs> I see what you did there, Baltimore Colts. I, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> All right, on to Tennessee at Cleveland. Cleveland takes down the Titans 27-3. to Oh, my God. This Tennessee offense is unbearable Huge to watch, guys. It is so bad. Definitely. Ryan Tannehill, 104 passing yards on 25 attempts. Derrick Henry goes for 20 yards. Hopkins, 48 yards. Traylon Burks has five yards. What are they doing over there? I just honestly... I- was this even a game? Is this uh, 
There's can you start any Tennessee Titan with confidence going forward? Outside of Derrick Henry, and that's borderline. Yeah. I don't think you can. When when your backup rookie running back, Tajay Spears, is out snapping your superstar running back in Derrick Henry, you you have bigger problems than the Cleveland Browns. You you are in trouble if that's really happening because Derrick Henry right now is averaging three point two yards a carry. And this is a man who was built like a like a bulldozer. But he does have turf toe, right? So yeah, that that could be until he's his, fully. That was healed. definitely going to be my next question. That, that, I rough. mean, yeah, definitely. Is <clears throat> does the turf toe have something to do with what's going on right now in Tennessee with Derrick Henry? Well, not against Cleveland because I think Cleveland rivals Dallas on defense. Whoa. Okay. What about the Niners? I think they're better than the Niners. I do. Man, that's a big statement. That's a big statement. Have you seen what this Cleveland defense has done? They they do look good though. They do look good. I think, I believe in the numbers. If if you look at their numbers right now, I believe they're two second in the league, second or third, somewhere around there. I mean, I mean, Miles Garrett was out there just taunting Joe Burrow. He was lining up in the middle of the field. <laughs> they also called them the L's, though. They had a little bit to play for in that game. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure someone called me an L for something like that. We'd, we'd be uh, playing with our hair on fire as well. I like to, uh, I like to give a shout-out really quick to, uh, to our co-host, Andrew, because his guy, Amari Cooper, 7 for 16. <laughs> And a touchdown for 25 fantasy points. Let's give Andrew a round of applause. That was his call all year long, guys. And Amari yes, Cooper he did, came to he? he came and showed up for Andrew. He did, and that's just because Deshaun Watson finally had a decent. I'm not going to say a great game, a decent game. We got to give a little bit yards, of credit. 21 fantasy points is really good for a quarterback. It it is really good on paper but when you watch him that first quarter he was throwing it backwards i think he was i think he was warming up as, as the game was progressing andrew <laughs> yeah he had three good quarters he did i want to see four quarters good <laughs> that's rough bro um drum ford though um he's gonna be the starter going forward okay question for you andrew um with Jerome Ford, are you concerned about the 10 for 18 or you're just looking at the fantasy value of it? I'm not Cause... concerned because they went up against Tennessee Titans and I knew Tennessee was just going to ruin him. Yeah, that ten that Tennessee defense is especially against the run. You you don't if you can avoid Tennessee for running backs, please fantasy world, please please do. Five targets is also very appealing as well for Jerome Ford. Kareem Hunt did get two targets, but, but he also got hurt in the game as well. Um, I like Jerome Ford. I think Jerome Ford is, is a good sneaky play. He's not great, but he's a very good, very good option at running back. Yeah, Kareem Hunt just out there doing the truffle shuffle. We're, we're done with Kareem Hunt. <laughs> is he even in game shape yet, guys? Or is, did he come he's, straight from just eating and then going straight onto the field? What's going on there? Well, rumor has it he he was he was working out with Eddie Lacy, so that should tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) That 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 explains the physique. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But how 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 much trust are you guys actually putting in Deshaun Watson moving forward? I know he has the rushing ability, right? He has it, but his play has been really up and down, and more down than up. Um, as far as just trusting Deshaun Watson, I think I can trust him going forward. He does have a little bit of rushing capability, so he does run the ball on average each game. He'll get you a good, you know, thirty yards or so each game. And then he does have the passing ability, does have the targets, and most importantly, the quarterback schedule this year for Deshaun Watson is not that difficult. Very so favorable. We, we we could see Deshaun Watson maybe creep up around maybe QB seven or eight at the end of the year. Might not be pretty. Might not be pretty a couple of times. We might see a couple of backward passes, but he'll show up around <laughs> quarterback seven or eight, definitely. <laughs> well, he's he's currently sitting at, at QB 11 right now as it stands. So he, I think he, he does have he does have the the possibility of being QB seven, QB eight. Um, don't, you know, set your expectations in, in a realistic matter because he's not going to be QB one. <laughs> 
he's not going to be that guy, but he yeah, he'll, no, he will he will help you win some games. And I think the schedule is very very favorable for the Cleveland Browns wide receivers and tight ends. Therefore, Deshaun Watson is is going to be a good fantasy quarterback to have this year. Wide receiver. We're not trusting Elijah Moore, right? Hey, so it's I mean, wide he's getting he, he, he's getting nine targets a game, and that, that's that's encouraging, right? For someone who was probably drafted in with the last pick in the draft, that that's encouraging. He's getting he's out he's out targeting Donovan Peoples Jones, and and that's somebody who was productive last year for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cedric yeah, Tillman has yet to see the Sean Watson's not doing. That's the biggest thing that I get so irritated with what the Cleveland Browns offense is giving us. They are not taking those deep shots. Because maybe he's not comfortable throwing the ball. If you can see that you see the game, the games, he's not comfortable throwing the football at all. So Elijah Moore is is that 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 safety blanket. He's very he does runs short routes and he's easy to throw to because he's always open. So but how does that I don't... make sense? Like Deshaun Watson, you remember him in Houston. What was he good at? The deep ball. Definitely. And now what, what is he good Will at? Fuller, Not the yeah. deep ball? Like what what happened? It, it just he was away the from massages. football. The massages. The massages <laughs> happened. The massages <laughs> happened. It helped him they helped him loosen up those thighs. But uh, no, on a serious <laughs> note, um he's not he's not comfortable in the pocket. You can see it. He's not comfortable in the pocket. And he doesn't have that workhorse running back like he had in Nick Chubb. So it, it's gonna it's gonna be a transition for him. Look look for Elijah Moore to be more involved in the offense as the season goes on. Donovan so Peoples Jones can go to the waivers. Right now you you would put Elijah Moore in your lineup. I would put him if I had to choose between Donovan Peoples Jones and Elijah Moore, I would. No, no, I no, would no, also no. That that yes. can't be the thing because you're you would take those both at the end of the draft. They they might be on the waiver wire. I would start Elijah Moore over Drake London. I would start him over DJ Moore. I would start him I would probably even start him over Garrett Wilson right now. Don't you dare. Yeah, that's, I had, uh, to, do it. I had to do it. I I would do it because he's getting the volume. <laughs> yeah, he, man. But... He is getting the volume, and that's for me as a fantasy fantasy owner. I, I like the volume. I'm a volume guy. So he is for me maybe a low end wide receiver three rest of the year. He could, which get is the realistic volume. expectation. That's a yeah, realistic wide expectation. receiver maybe around thirty three. Maybe thirty-four, with the volume that he'll get. Maybe Amari Cooper, Andrew, don't listen, please. Cover your ears. Maybe Amari <laughs> Cooper not always being the the best of health, and you know missing the, the a game or two. He guy. can be, yeah, he can be, you know, come in there and command a couple of targets. So what does that mean for Njoku? If he's the safety blanket, then what is it, Njoku? Njoku's still gonna get his four to five targets because that's what he's getting now. So I think and nothing's gonna change much for Njoku unless there's an injury to the wide receiver group. But as of right now, he's he's a good he's a good streaming option. He's a good tight end two to have on your roster. No, bro, uh, he's a tight end one. Come on now. Yeah, well, anybody's a tight end one right now. I mean, Chico Conku's <laughs> a tight end one. <laughs> no, right? I wouldn't go that far now. Come on now. Have you seen that? Man? Have you seen Tannehill? One hundred and four yards. No. Yeah, no, Tannehill he's not. should <laughs> Tannehill should not even be available to pick up in the app, the fantasy app. He should not even be on the on the dang list, guys. All right, let's let's move on to the Atlanta Detroit game. Oh, Detroit man. takes down Atlanta twenty to six. Desmond Ritter finally throws thirty eight times, and he only ends up with two hundred one yards. Bijan has twenty seven of those receiving yards. Tyler Algier has seventeen of them. Kyle Pitts hits for forty one, and Drake London thirty one. Guys, what? Can we really trust in this passing game? We can obviously trust Bijan Robinson going forward. I know he had a down week. We don't need to talk about him. But passing game wise, can we really do anything with Kyle Pitts other than just throw him in there and close our eyes? Just be patient. Wait till Tyler Haneke takes over. <laughs> Kyle Pitts will be very relevant when Tyler Haneke's under center. That's that's all I that's what I would say. Give, give it some time. Desmond Ritter, this productivity is is not sustainable. With, with if he continues to put out poor performances each uh, week in and week out, he will not be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. They will be drafting Caleb Williams next year. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, he doesn't make mistakes, so he plays mistake free football. He does. They love to run the ball. They're just going to be a slow offense. Um, he did get thirty eight attempts, 
which to me was kind of surprising, but with no touchdowns. Um, the, the only one that I can trust right now going forward is just Bijan Robinson, even in the passing game. he's He's got a floor, at least, of... I think we've seen his floor in this game. But Drake London and and Kyle Pitts, I, I don't trust at all. And it's, and it's not that I don't trust their talent. I just... I don't think I trust a coaching staff to to just air it out and and give even Desmond Ritter a chance, even if he did want to air it out. I don't, I don't think the coaching staff has very much confidence in, in Desmond Ritter. No, I don't either. On the Detroit side, Jameer Gibbs gets 17 attempts, 80 yards, but one reception, guys, for two yards. Nine fantasy points because he didn't score. His fantasy points would look completely different if he did score. He had an okay game. But he's not underutilized. Yeah, he's underutilized in the yeah, offense. Definitely. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell was using Craig Reynolds out there for crying out loud, right? Why? Why was Craig Reynolds even active? You know, David Montgomery goes down. The the key should have been handed to Jamiah Gibbs, and that wasn't the case. And I don't think it's going to be that way. Montgomery's working his way back. I, I would I would temper my expectations on Jamiah Gibbs moving forward. I mean, Jamiah Gibbs did have seventeen attempts for eighty yards. What gets me, though, is that you drafted him 12th overall. I mean, the 12th player in the draft. You thought he was the 12th best player. But yet, you're, you're underutilizing him, and you are not creating plays for this weapon. Because I don't think I can just call him a running back. Right, Andrew? Luis? He's he's more... You consider him a weapon, correct? He's like, he's like up a gadget player. And, yeah, he's right? a gadget player. So I, I just I, I don't understand what the coaching staff is really going through right here, thinking maybe they don't want to put too much on his plate and and they'll save him for a little bit later in the season. And I I really don't understand with the you know just the the wasting of the talent just sitting there, and uh, the the Lions could be a little bit more explosive. They are winning, so it, it's easy for us to complain and and talk about Jameer Gibbs the way we are because you know he's on our fantasy teams. But I mean the Lions are. They're playing winning football, so it's it's kind of tough to tell them that they're not doing the right things. When I saw the 9.2 fantasy points, I overreacted. I'm not going to lie. But then when I went and saw he did have 17 rush attempts, I cooled down. I'm like, going into the season, did I really believe he was going to have more than 17 rush attempts per game? No. No, definitely It not. was just no. that I thought he was going to be used more in the passing game than he was last game but that was just last game and it might be just a blip because he has gotten usage in the past game in other games this year so we know that he is an Alvin Kamara type of player right that's what we're thinking and Alvin Kamara when he started was getting around 17 18 carries he wasn't carrying the ball 30 times so we should not have that expectation it's the fantasy points that came in that shocked all of us. But if he scored I, and we saw 16 points, we'd be like, yeah, that's not a bad day. Yeah. Uh, th- what I think what shocked me more was the fact that, you know, Reynolds was banged up and, you know, Amon Ra was banged up and that they wouldn't try to scheme a little bit more for him since those guys were a little banged up already as it was. I think the, the 17 attempts was good. It's the one reception for two yards is what gets me. Um, I mean, we also have to give credit. Yeah, we also have to give credit to Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta does have what it's looking like right now, a pretty good defense. Yeah, it's not bad. And we have to remember that Sam Laporta did score on this long touchdown. Amon Ra was healthy enough to receive, you know, nine for 102. So we were thinking Amon Ra banged up a little bit. He was going to be less usage. Sam Laporta... He had a big usage game. You knew it was going to go Jameer Gibbs or Sam Laporta. I just bet on Jameer Gibbs and not Sam Laporta last week. That's really what it came down to. He had eight reception for 84 yards. He was used a ton. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a, that's a, that's a nice productive game. Craig Reynolds getting five targets out of the backfield. That was, that's what was concerning as well. Craig Reynolds shouldn't have even saw the field that much to even be able to catch a ball. I think I agree. Jamire I agree. Gibbs, Jamire Gibbs should have. I mean, Jamire Gibbs should have at least got five, six targets. Those are targets that could have went to, to to Gibbs. So for I don't know what Ben Johnson his what his scheme is, but it's not working. It, it, he's they're gonna play a good team and they're gonna get smacked in the mouth because you put your best players on the field. 
You don't you don't you don't sit them and rest them for for God knows what. How about that Lions draft now though? How's it looking now? With Gibbs and uh, and Laporta, huh? Yeah, Laporta's good. Number pretty one tight draft. end in fantasy Definitely right now. Pretty He's good the draft. number one I, tight end. I believe people were laughing at the at the Lions as uh as they were drafting <laughs> this year, <laughs> earlier this year, right? They're, oh, they're not laughing absolutely. now. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. All right, guys. Green Bay, New Orleans. Green Bay took down the Saints 18 to 17 at the very end. Derek Carr had to leave the game with a shoulder injury. Only threw for 103 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Love, 259, touchdown, one pick. What are our thoughts? Jordan Love is for real? I don't believe so, but tell me your take. I think he is so for real. For him to to amount amount to come back like that against a very good New Orleans Saints football team. He he made all the right throws. He makes the right decisions. He he's gonna he's gonna make mistakes because he's so young at being an NFL quarterback. But if you're a Green Bay Packers fans, hold on to your seats. You're in good hands. I, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. I, I think Jordan Love is at times looking good. His completion percentage right now, I believe, is at what, uh, 53% or so, Andrew? That's right. 56, yep. 56%. 56, okay. So no, it's still 50, a little 50, bit 53.1. 53.1. So it's still a little bit on the concerning side as far as the completion percentage. But then I also look at the big picture. He does have Watson not playing. Aaron Jones is not there either. So he has like this, he's he's got a rookie in, 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 in Musgrave who's actually playing pretty good. But it's, so he doesn't have the weapons that some other quarterbacks do. Is that an excuse for a 53% completion percentage? No, but that, he does that is run. an excuse. He does run and he, and he will get to about 35 yards on average a game. So, he he's playing pretty good in fantasy right now. I believe he's uh, QB four overall. Can you can you start him over certain other quarterbacks, Luis Andrew? Yes, except the big name quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, even Joe Burrow. Right, I give him some time. I know he's not. I know he's he started real slow, but Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, uh, who else am I? Kirk Cousins. Did I say Kirk Cousins? I probably already said Kirk Cousins. But no, yeah. I don't believe you did. He he's startable. He's start you, you you don't have that type of production on the bench. I mean he's the QB four for a reason. You you're gonna roll him out there. Unless but you his have reason a is guy. not sustainable, right? His reason is not sustainable. He has multiple hundred and fifty yard games, but then three touchdowns. Those numbers don't always add up. I'm not saying that Jordan Love is not good for the Packers going forward. I think he's fine. But if I'm sitting there and I'm like Jared Goff or Jordan Love this week. Are you clicking on Jordan Love? I believe I am. And the reason being is because I think Green Bay's secondary is better than the Detroit secondary. Detroit, to me, is better in the trenches. So they'll stop the Green Bay run. Um, but I do think that they're, they will allow some passing yards in the secondary on, De- on Detroit's side. So I, I do trust Jordan Love this week above uh, Jared Goff. What about you guys? Okay, so I, when you're I do as well. You're looking at this showdown slate, right? It's happening tomorrow. You For have sure. Jordan Love outscoring Jared Goff. So in your lineup, Jordan Love. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Over Jared Goff, Love. yes. Over Jared yes. Goff, yes. You have Definitely to play at least Jordan one, Love. if not yeah. both. I'll, I'll yeah, ask I would you a, go Jared I'll Goff. ask you another question. Um, Jordan Love or at the moment in time right now, Justin Fields? Jordan Love. Yeah, you have to. You have to sit Justin Fields right now. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's whole such a tragedy that what's happening. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But, hey, Jordan Love plays them at least one <laughs> more time, huh, fellas? <laughs> Jordan Love or Tua Tagovailoa? No. It's still Tua. No, it's Tua. Tua. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Jordan, look, I Jordan mean, Love yeah. is outscoring him right now, though. No, they're right no, there. No, he, no, no, Tua's only, Love, only, he's only averaging two more points than Tua, than uh, Jordan Love is. Where, where's Tua at right now? Quarterback what, three? Three. He's at quarterback three, and Jordan okay. Love's at quarterback and, and, four. And quarterback four, okay. So they're right there neck and neck. I mean, that's goes, why I ask. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's outscoring Josh Allen right now. Yeah, I know, right? Lamar Jackson, too. So, but you don't kind of expect tough. these players to be behind Jordan Love at end of season. 
as of right mm-hmm. now, a moment in time, you expect him to be ahead of those guys because that's what the rankings say, right? You know, no. it's like with Puka that's Nakua, not the way things not... work. You know that. Yeah, but Definitely you can't not. sell the the house on Puka because he's going off right now. You know who he's on pace to to break records. So that and Jordan Love could very well have a nice a nice little season as well and finish a top ten quarterback. Here, I I believe we just talked about another quarterback right now finishing around quarterback eight or so. Deshaun Jordan Jack, Love? Deshaun Watson. Jordan Love or Deshaun Watson rest of the year, Andrew? That's tough. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're here to ask uh, these tough questions here to help out our listeners, correct? You're you're right. And what do I trust more? Deshaun Watson or Jordan Love? I probably damn, I lean Deshaun Watson on that, but I I don't like it. I don't like either of those. <laughs> so, those. I, one of our listeners could have yeah, that absolutely. Could be staring that down, you know. He hey, <laughs> he, he drafted Watson, and he's seen Jordan Love doing good a couple of games. He picked him off the waivers or something, and now he's asking those tough questions. Who who, who do I start rest of the season? Do, do I start? Right. Watson I think I would or, keep or, them both, and you know, I would look at matchups in that way. Definitely, I, w- definitely. I would go Jordan Love rest of season. I think Just I would go out. with. I think I would go with the unknown straight with, up uh, with Jordan Love as well. But I think I agree with Andrew as well. You, you you have to play matchups. I mean, fantasy football is all about matchups. So if, if you could get Jordan Love and start him with Deshaun Watson also having a good matchup, I, I believe I would start Jordan Love over Deshaun Watson. If Christian that- Watson could actually come back fully healthy, I'm going to be much higher on Jordan Love because I like Watson as a player. But he's Definitely. injured a lot in the yeah. first two years. Yeah, his play style is what gets him hurt. He's a sprinter. He's a he's a which is what down running the field guy down That's the field part of guy. football. Yeah, yeah he's a down the field the, guy. The, <laughs> the hamstring is what it keeps yeah. he keeps getting hurt with his hamstrings. So and runs out of his hamstrings. He runs like a four <laughs> three. So I mean, he's <laughs> yeah, he's fast. He's burning his hamstrings out every single play. Yeah, yeah um, he's definitely so, fast. So, I mean, when Aaron Jones comes back, would that not help? I mean, they need Aaron Jones, don't they? How, how much oh, more dangerous is so his bad. offense with Aaron Jones in, 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 in this Packers offense? You're, you're telling me A.J. Dillon, 2.8 yards of carry is not good enough oh, for you guys? Oh, my goodness. No, Come not on, at guys. all. You guys are being selfish now. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Do you drop him into yes, the waivers? He's, outright? He's, outright drop him? Out- Outright, yes. His name has a little bit of value. I almost drop him in Dynasty. Oh, wow. wow. Andrew just, just giving up on no more. Wow. No more. Did you go to school with Aaron, Aaron D- AJ Dillon, Andrew? Is there something you want to tell us? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, I just don't even like, I don't even want him on my roster to just have, oh, maybe he does good this week and I put him in and he gives me another two points. You know what I mean? Like, just not God. even have the temptation. Okay, guys, like, I got, I got I, one for I would you. actually not drop him, but what I would do is in a trade, I would use him as a throw-in to make <laughs> the other guy feel like he was getting more. AJ yeah. Dillon or Joshua Kelly? Bomb. Oh, jeez. I'd rather have Joshua <laughs> Kelly. I don't know. That's pretty tough. And it's I rough. would probably rather have AJ Dillon. <laughs> Joshua Kelly is probably the most horrible football, uh, horrible running back in football right now. I don't, I don't know if I can say that. I've seen a couple of bad ones Najee Harris is up there too but uh he's, he's so fast uh, I just talked to you about that he is 12 <laughs> in expected yards bro yeah come on yeah I know man but I'm just not seeing that pop out of Najee I don't know what's he's going fast. on I don't know what you're I seeing just, that man's fast yeah I just <laughs> I'm just I know that he, he he's 12 in expected yards and I know he can get him I just I'm just not seeing it on the field, and I don't know if it's the Pittsburgh offensive line or what's going on there. But anyways, we went off topic, and if I had to choose between A.J. Dillon and Joshua Kelly, can I just leave the slot open and play you can retire. You can retire <laughs> fantasy football at that point. Okay. <laughs> Those are your two options. You just, just hang them up. Yeah. If you have that option, you're either in a really deep league or it's time to just start playing DFS because your, your team's not. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You have no yeah, business Andrew, playing fantasy, man. <laughs> me and Andrew will carry on without you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Houston takes out Jacksonville 37-17. to CJ Stroud, through his first three games, has had 906 yards, which is third most in NFL history. 
98 passer rating, no picks, and he beats the Jaguars. Guys, I think we can admit that Carolina made a huge mistake, and CJ Stroud should have been number one. For sure. For sure. Yes, CJ Stroud should have been number one. Yeah. But before we go on into this game, I would like to encourage our listeners to listen to our Friday show because somebody did call this upset here on this panel. I I, I did. I did. I, 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 I don't want to take the credit for it. Fly, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and give them the, 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 the out here. Luis is out here winning our, our, our listeners some money. Great job, man. Great call, too. I, I, I saw the script and I. They they NFL called me and said, "Hey, Luis, promote this. This is what's gonna happen." <laughs> no, uh, seriously. Uh, I I the game the game was in their favor. You know they Houston beat them last year and they lost me money last year, so I was not losing money twice to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Smart, <laughs> smart man, smart man. But as far as the CJ Stroud, uh, I think he's just playing amazing right now. He, he's he's probably the best rookie quarterback out of this class. I I, I mean. Anthony Richardson still looks like the real deal as well, but I do think Carolina <clears throat> possibly made a mistake here. You gave up all those assets to just get it wrong. That can set the franchise back a few oh, years. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. And like Andrew Even said, if Bryce Young is good. Say he's you know quarterback fifteen. C.J. Stroud has the ability to be quarterback five. Yeah, third most passing yards through his first three games in NFL history. I mean. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty elite company. I know yeah, Herbert Justin is Justin Herbert one. and yeah. Patrick Mahomes is number one. I think. Yeah, that's pretty. He's that's up pretty there. I mean, that's some elite yeah. company. Those guys are those guys are making fifty plus million a year for a reason now. So yeah, I I I think if Houston surrounds him with pretty good uh, wide receivers, which I mean they do have some pretty good wide receivers, but if they can surround him with just that alpha, uh, it it's going to be fun to watch CJ Stroud play on Sundays, fellas. So with him being so productive, are you putting a little bit more emphasis on Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Robert Woods? Are you are you kind of looking? I mean, he's producing at a high level, so you you want to get his targets, right? You want to get his his counterparts. Where do you value those receivers? I would. It's a good question. I, I maybe. Tank Dell right now is just playing out of his mind, isn't he, fellas? He's just getting targeted. Yeah, he's the number one. Yeah, definitely. He's 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 playing so good. Nico Nico Collins is that big, you know, end zone target, so he can get a little bit of catches, play sixty five percent of the snaps. He can get a touchdown there as well too. He can you're in for a nice little day. Nico Collins, I think to me is probably like a maybe a mid wide receiver three tank dell maybe a a low-end wide receiver two rest of the season yeah i can see those i can see that also damian pierce is he can he can be thrown to the waivers whoa oh no bench him but don't throw him to the waivers yeah but not, not definitely not the waivers. Dell, real quick guys we as a fantasy community i think really overlook tank dell because we saw him at the Senior Bowl making guys fall down just constantly. He was so good. But then we saw Zay Flowers, and we went, he's great. But then we completely forgot about Tank Dell. Why? Why did we forget completely about Tank Dell? He should have been up there in that echelon. It's not that he's that much smaller than Zay Flowers. No, he's just I, as productive. The thing, the thing with... I think the thing with the casual fantasy manager is Andrew is that one we have to see it to believe it. Two, it it was Houston. So I mean, and what we've seen out of Houston the past couple of years, we haven't seen anything too great come out of there. Um, and then playing with the rookie quarterback. So although I think it was just it was it wasn't just one thing. I think it was an accumulation of just multiple things that why we overlook Tank Dell, as, especially as a community. Yeah, and yep. no one anticipated C.J. Stroud being this good, right? I mean, there's a reason why we thought Bryce Young was the clear-cut number one pick prior to the NFL draft. So that, that can also alter our opinion a little bit. Well, Memo and I did not believe that. We did not have Bryce Young number no, one. No, I, I had C.J. Stroud number one. I, 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 I didn't I, think C.J. Stroud was going to be this good, I'll, and I will... Be, and I will 
apologize on the show. CJ Stroud, you are good. We would love to have you on our show. <laughs> <laughs> You're invited anytime, man. Yes, for sure. I would have just said, go watch that Georgia game, and you saw greatness. I didn't have CJ Stroud as my number one either. I had him as my number two. I had Anthony Richardson as the number one. But anyhow, I think it was our belief CJ Stroud was not going to come out the gate and be electrifying. And maybe that's what slid Tank Dell down a little bit. But what about the NFL community? Why did he fall so much further? Because there's a gap in the NFL draft between, say, Flowers and Tank Dell. And there maybe that gap wasn't really that big. Yeah, and it's not even just save flowers. Sorry, remember, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but, uh, you know, Jonathan Mingo, Marvin Mims, those guys were picked ahead of him too. Cedric Tillman from Cleveland. There's a lot of receivers that were picked ahead of Tank Dell, and it's probably because of his lack of size, right? That's probably why NFL, and it happens every year, year in and year out. These scouts, they, they want these prototypical players, but they pass up on the Cooper Cups. They pass... Pass up on 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 the speedy guys, you know. They they Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson because he was bigger. He was at TCU, so all this stuff comes into play as well. The scouts are the ones that determine these picks. Yeah, they definitely sometimes just try to outthink themselves instead of just taking the talented player. That's right. Know? But I, it's just it, it happens. We see it every year, guys, year in and year out. It's we we see these these fourth or fifth round guys. These undrafted guys come out of just nowhere. You know, Austin Eckler was one of the undrafted guys that just were taking top five every year in fantasy. Now, you know, it's just it it just happens. All right, guys, are we uh, are we starting to get a little worried about Jacksonville's offense, especially Calvin Ridley going two weeks in a row? Dud game, seven fantasy points this past week. Trevor Lawrence had 14 fantasy points. Yeah, I'm, I am a little worried about Trevor Lawrence. I know he started off semi-slow last year. It was kind of more like in the middle of the year where he wasn't doing so great. But, I mean, he's got a plethora of just great fantasy, not just fantasy, but actual football players on the field. And the production's just not there on a week-to-week basis. And, and and Calvin Ridley, to me, is... is I am getting a little nervous about Calvin Ridley. I know what the... Uh, talking about just the talent of Calvin, of Calvin Ridley is just... He's, very, he's a very good, talented wide receiver. But we're just not seeing it on the fantasy production side of it as well. So I am a little worried about it. Um, I don't know if he's even the number one target. Luis, would you have to agree with that, or, or no, Evan Ingram? I, I, I agree Kirk? with you on. I agree with you on one hundred percent. He is no longer the number one target. If you are a Christian Kirk owner or a Travis Etienne, you're you're flying high. You, those guys are going to get the work. Those guys are going to produce. That's why I saw this coming. I, you know, I, I I really anticipated this happening because he had the chemistry with Christian Kirk. He had the chemistry with Zay Jones. Zay Jones got. Eight targets week one. He he was hurt in week two. He was a little bit banged up. Um, week three as well. He was a little banged up. But yeah, Calvin Ridley. You, what you were getting him at his ADP, he's not producing. His target share is going down week in and week out. I would be looking to get out of of Calvin Ridley. I would right, definitely guys, be looking to get out of him. Bookmark this. Calvin Ridley will be the number one scorer by a scoring wide receiver on Jacksonville. You guys are saying Christian Kirk. We'll see this later in the season, but the rest of this show, Barring we are injury, though, close correct? on time, so we are going to rapid fire through it. I like it. Let's do it, fellas. All right. Let's start with Denver at Miami. This game was hilarious. Denver <laughs> loses by 50 points. Yeah. Oh, let me say that again. 50 points, 70 50. to 20. Raheem Mostert or Devin A. A Chan. Yes, you have. Uh, to, you got to get his name correct. It's a Chan. It's not a chain. We were mispronouncing Chan. his name. A Chan. It, for it's me, a Chan with two C's, right? With me, <laughs> it would probably have to be Raheem Mostert rest of the year. Uh, I agree. Goal line. Goal line. Uh, yeah, a Chan will get uh, passing work. Uh, sprinkled in there as well, but I mean, with Jalen Waddle coming back, is that going to take from his passing work? So it, it just depends on. To me, it's Mostert because I know he has the 
early down work and the goal line work. Now, is that going to be the same when Jeff Wilson comes back? Or are they also a dark horse in trading for Jonathan Taylor? A little bit too much. I know we, we don't really want to assume or anything like that. But at, at the moment right now, for me, in my opinion, it is most dark. And I will me, take Devon a chan. A the rest chan. Of the season. I think he will take over this backfield by the end of the season. Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers at Minnesota Vikings. Chargers get their first win, but Mike Williams tears his ACL. Who is the wide receiver to either pick up or trade for, depending on your league, Jordan Palmer or Josh Palmer, Quentin Johnson? It's Joshua Palmer. He has more chemistry with Justin Herbert. He's a, he's a, he's a more seasoned veteran. Uh, as far as putting Quentin Johnson on the field right now, he didn't look good in preseason. He hasn't looked good thus far. So I, I would lean, as a fantasy owner, as a fantasy manager, I would lean more to Joshua Palmer. Just because Bro, you he's, he's going to get the targets. Guys, you were telling these guys to set their sights so, so low. You take the guy that can hit the 15-plus fantasy points per game, not 12. Well, we don't know if 12 is, is Palmer's expectation. I mean, he had he had four for 66 on, on, a, on a lackluster performance. He, he's going to get the receiver two workload. So we don't know what he's going to hit now. He's, this offense is built for receivers like him. He's not, he's not super explosive. He's not going to separate too much. But, yes, he, he, will, he will probably be around 15 to 16 points a week. I think so. Memo, settle the tie. <sighs> It, I think it depends on your roster construction. If if you were a Mike Williams fantasy owner, then I would say, yeah, you would have to go with Palmer because I think Palmer will give you the immediate fantasy points that you need. But if you do have a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three and you can just use it in a bench spot, I would rather have Quentin Johnson because he could blow up or or, or be that or be used like that first round pick rookie that the Chargers took uh, 21st overall. Also, um, in, in my opinion, too, does does Everett not get probably more passes thrown his way, a little bit more work? Herbert does love to target those tight ends in the in the red zone, doesn't he? Maybe a little yeah, bump, but nothing crazy. <clears throat> we can't they can't wait until Eckler gets there. That's for sure. They definitely need Eckler back. <laughs> Yeah, they're struggling without him. All right, New England take out the New York Jets, fifteen to ten. Is it is it time for New York to just move on from Zach Wilson? Can you trust Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson at quarterback? Definitely no, you cannot. Not. Definitely no. not. No, it, it, and it's they had that problem with with Wilson last year. The Wilson to Wilson connection just did not work, fellas. I know people were hoping that you know Aaron Rodgers would come in there and you know help out Wilson a little bit, but I don't think that New York, the Jets, can can keep rolling out Zach Wilson out there with confidence. I mean, there's reports hearing that even the defensive players are are a little upset with Salah because Salah keeps apologizing and being an apologist for for Zach Wilson and he's just playing horrible fellas I mean but what can they really do they don't have a first round next year because they gave that up to Green Bay for uh Aaron Rodgers and there's not much out there the best they could possibly do is maybe Carson Wentz but yeah, at least he throws not, the football not, yeah. at least he throws I mean, the football I, I mean I, I, it's better right now than Wilson you can at least give him a call and see what he's doing maybe Try to find out what you can do about that. You can't keep rolling this guy out there and thinking that these players are going to just back you up. If he's losing his defensive players, those are his bread and butter guys because he is a defensive coordinator, a defensive-minded head coach, I'm sorry. You, you, you don't want to lose that side of the locker. No, definitely not, especially those guys are the ones that have to be on the field more often than not. All right, guys, the Bills embarrass the Washington Commanders 37-3. <laughs> What what do we take away from this game, honestly, other than the commanders just have a rough offense <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about Sam Howell. Like that's what you do. If you're asking me the truth, I'm gonna tell you, man. You gotta say Sam Howell. Jacoby Brissett could 
get ready, man, because it ain't going to be much too long before he's in there taking snaps. Well, four yeah, interceptions is not too bad. <laughs> four interceptions is not too bad if you think about it in a 60-minute span, uh, right? <laughs> Yeah, one a quarter. I guess it's not too bad. I guess if you, if you want to have half glass half, uh, half empty type of guy. Right, right. Back to your point, Andrew, about Ryan Robinson. Yeah, he had a very productive game. He scores a touchdown. He's scoring double digit fantasy points. So, I, right, I, he I, was I say you keep rolling him out. Seventy yards. Yeah, you keep it's rolling good. him out. Yeah, seven yards. Eight, carries, and but... Antonio Gibson fumbled yet again. Yeah, you keep rolling Brian Robinson out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gibson, Gibson will definitely be riding the pine here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> for, for at least a couple of games. He might get claimed on the waivers in the NFL waivers. So. <laughs> yeah, not the fan, uh, not just the fantasy waivers. No, nah, he's going to the waivers either way. <laughs> All right, the Seahawks take out the Carolina Panthers 37-27, to and Adam Thielen had a day. Can we trust him again this week? It's a revenge game. It's a revenge. I mean, he's going... I mean, he's hosting his old team. You think he doesn't have a little something, you know, that he might want to prove to them that he still kind of had it, that he, they didn't have to release him? Uh, that being said, I, 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 I don't think that he can have the type of game that he had last week, even though Minnesota's secondary is pretty bad. If anything, I would, if I was Carolina and I'm attacking Minnesota, I'm looking to run the ball and keep the, the ball out of Kirk. Cousins' hands. Yeah, I I like DJ Chark a little bit better just because how much Minnesota likes to blitz, and I think he could beat him over the top. But I think both players are in play this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now is is Andy Dalton playing or Andy is... Dalton is playing? Okay, so, so has okay, that been so... confirmed? Not officially, but I'm saying it. Not officially, but Bryce. Okay, if if Bryce Young starts, <laughs> I think I would go more uh, Hayden Hurst, possibly maybe an Adam Thielen, because how many chances will he take? If it is Andy Dalton, I think Andy Dalton. You, I think it, it is DJ Chark over Adam Thielen. Just depends yeah, on who's, who's I, playing. I agree. Adam Thielen right. is, is a good start as well. Moving on, Dallas lose to the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. That's a big win for no, you, Mr. Andrew. No one, no one saw this coming. Not even myself as a Cardinal fan. Definitely did not see that coming. <laughs> you Arizona didn't see Dobbs playing super hard. That's it. They're just outworking them. And it's not like Tony Pollard didn't have a good day. Tony Pollard had a really good day. Dak yeah, definitely. He had 11 fantasy points. He finished with 11, 11 and a half fantasy points. He had 122 yards. That's definitely not bad. The thing about I think we're, I think we're kind of just like the NFL community slept on Tank Dell. I think people in general are sleeping on Arizona. Las Vegas slept on Arizona. Where do they have them winning zero games this season? Yeah, and their they over under well. was three and a half, but they were not favored to win any game all year, which Man, I think they, was correct because when you look at the roster, the roster is bad. But I think Arizona actually got it right with Jonathan Gannon at head coach. For sure, yeah. I mean, for the sure. Cardinals can 100%. very well be three and zero right now. If Kyler yeah. Murray was there; they'd be three and zero. They would be three and zero if Kyler Murray was they, there. They, they could have beaten the Commanders week one. They had the Giants just blowing them out until they just collapsed, and then they just gave the Cowboys all they can handle this past weekend. I, yeah, I think I we agree. have to start thinking about the Cardinals actually being a good defense without them having any superstar players. Buda Baker's Buda, Buda, Buda exactly. Buda Baker is not playing. They are they are playing very well. They are coached by a they're coached by an excellent coach. Very, I think very Jonathan well. Gannon. Yeah. I would rather have him Buda. over Brandon Staley if I was a Chargers fan. <laughs> right. Kansas City blew out the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are an absolute mess. I don't think there's anyone on the Bears right now you're comfortable starting. Travis Kelsey didn't have a great day, but he had an okay get day, 69 and a touchdown. Still good. Yeah, definitely. You forgot another key. Thing and about Taylor that. Swift was there, guys. Definitely. That's what, that's what we're going to tell what, Andrew. Hey, Andrew, you did announce that it was Taylor Swift time. That was the day. So, yeah, be prepared for, ta for uh, Travis Kelsey to have more explosive games. She is going to be there, guys. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes knew he had one job. And that was Get Kelsey a touchdown <laughs> for Taylor That's Swift right. being there. <laughs> All right, guys, the Steelers took out the Raiders. It was a fun game to watch, but 
I don't know if you can take much away from that game. Devontae Other than Adams still Devontae him. Adams is yeah. that guy. 45 yeah. fantasy points. Yeah. He's still that guy. <laughs> he was a little upset too, as you can tell at the end of the of the game. And and the Steeler fans surprisingly invaded that stadium, huh, fellas? Yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. And I'm I'm they gonna give you a key well. point really quick, guys. Jacoby Myers is a receiver too moving forward as well. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a good call. Yeah. Philadelphia took down the Buccaneers. Um, DeAndre Swift, I think you can start him going forward. Yeah, I yes, agree. He, 130 yards on the ground. He's definitely the, the RB1 to have in Philly. Um, I still think they'll run some sort of a committee. I do think DeAndre Swift is the running back to have there. But I, Kenneth Gainwell will be sprinkled in there a few, a few times with a few runs from uh, Jalen Hurts. So I, I can see DeAndre Swift as a, a mid-level RB2 rest of the season. Yeah. Cincinnati took down the Rams. Joe Burrow didn't have a great night, but Jamar Chase did. But that's okay because they're going to have a great weekend this weekend up against the Tennessee Titans. Ooh, nice. Good matchup. Yeah, d- definitely. Joe Burrow just... He doesn't look right at the moment right now. You can tell that he's he's suffering a little bit through that calf strain. He can't put too much pressure on it. So when that happens, you can't really throw the deep ball as much. So it's it's easier for defenses to defend that. So I, I could be a T. Higgins game. I think you would need to watch out for T. Higgins going against Tennessee. Um, the Rams played a pretty good pretty good competitive game as well. I, I, I got to give it up to the Rams as well too because. Before this season started, we we thought the Rams were in line to possibly even get the the first overall pick along right there with Arizona. So um, kudos to Sean McVay and those boys over there for for definitely making it work because they're 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 competing, guys. Yeah, and Matthew Matthew Stafford looks good. I think Kyron Williams' buy window opened a little bit, and he's getting work, guys. Yeah. Yeah, but again, what do you pay for a Kyron Williams? Can you trust him rest of season? Yes, I think so. Unless you see a trade happen, I I think you can trust him. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. What about that? Is our last game. I want to give you guys the floor. If there's any last minute things you want to go over. No, I'm good. That, that's it. We spoke of, we spoke about everything we needed to about the the week three recap. So I have nothing to say. I appreciate you guys being on the show. It's always a pleasure getting on the mic with you guys. Of course, definitely. There's nothing I'd rather be doing right now besides hanging out with my kids. But I mean, you guys just hanging out with you guys and recording. We just want to thank all the listeners out there, and we appreciate you guys. And keep enjoying some football. And we're gonna try to, we're gonna definitely help you guys win some money. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Better Edge. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Cheers. Peace. Peace. Later.